Hello and welcome to episode 130 of the Rollo and Slappy Show. Today is February 4th, 2019. I am Rollo McFlugel and with me is Slappy Jones 2 and we are both from McFlugel.com. Show notes page for this episode it will be McFlugel.com slash 130 where you will find a link to our sponsor LibertyMugs.com which is us where you can go and buy awesome libertarian themed mugs and t-shirts. So with that, I'm going to hand it over to Slappy, and he's going to introduce our kind of topics as well as our guest, who needs no introduction because no one actually cares about him. So, Slappy? Thanks, Rallo. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, today we're going to talk about the state of Virginia and uh, some of their politicians and basketball game down there that was very high scoring. I think it was in Virginia. Maybe it was in North Carolina. Uh, and, Same difference. Uh, yeah, and we have a guest on today, Car Campit. You may know him from the Friends Against Government podcast. Welcome back to the show, Car. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Yeah, you More still welcome as always. Thank you. You still doing that podcast? Yeah, we you know occasionally we've been occasionally uh, recording and, and grunting episodes up onto the website. Well, okay. They recently had. I mean, it was a couple episodes ago, I think. You had a uh, cryptid doctor on the show? We did. We did. Uh, uh, Professor Hoffmeister from the Hoffmeister Institute. Incredible mind. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, that was a great episode. You that should go check good. it out. It was a good, you had him on for like, I don't know, 20 minutes or so, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, we had, we had 20 or 30 minutes of his time. We got to pick his brain and then uh, he had to go. But we filled the rest of the episode with Jake from the Damn Woods. So uh, it was, it was lucky that we, it was, it was, uh, very lucky that we were able to book both of them back. Both back. of them at the same time and have yeah. them come on. You timed that up pretty good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's great. That was a great episode. It was a very interesting episode. Thank um, you, thank you. Per auto. <laughs> All right. So uh, thanks yeah. for listening. We'll catch you next week. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, there's been a lot of going on in the news, I guess, as usual, but uh, some weird, weird things down in Virginia. And I guess the governor, um, I don't know, does the governor propose a bill or was he just talking about a bill that uh, was going to go through in the state down there about uh, abortion? I guess I thought it was up till birth, um, but then he was on a radio show explaining it and said that after the child is born, if he's alive, we'll resuscitate the baby, keep the baby comfortable, and then have a discussion with the, you know, the mother and the doctor. So it's pretty disturbing to me. Um, and it's brought up a lot of conversation in, in libertarian circles, for sure, on, on abortion. Um, but <laughs> Rallo, any thoughts on this bill? Yeah, it's just unbelievable that We've talked about abortion before, I think, and yeah, you know, we're we slapping our both are against it, but at the same time, we don't want the state kind of trying to enforce anything at all, right? Uh, but this one's kind of weird because it's just like, well, I mean, like, it's just unfathomable that you could say, like, oh, yeah, I mean, abortion, I think it's, I think it's a terrible thing, and. But I can understand that when the fetus is still in the womb, especially earlier on in the pregnancy, that there's not that emotional like connection that you would see like this is actually a child. It's it's easy enough for people to ignore that part and just not not see it. Um, and so they can kind of take that out of their minds. But I mean, we're talking about a baby literally being born and they're saying, yep, yeah, we'd kill that, especially after we keep it alive, which is. It's it's unsettling that uh, that this would even be a conversation at this point, right? Like, and I, I mean, have people defended it? At least defended I, what he said. I, I don't know. I would only think like the really crazy people that like go out and uh, you know, brag about their abortions and say how amazing abortion is. Still, which which though, killing a baby is a different thing, man. Oh, I know, but I like, think those are the only people pro- that. Yeah, I, I know. Like you know, there's there's always pro-abortion people who say like all the way up through third trimester or whatever. But I don't think they typically argue newborn babies. No. Well, this what's interesting too is that I think it was Donald Trump a little while ago tweeted out that 
the Democrats were going to allow abortion when babies were being born. And, you know, of course, all the leftists were saying, no, look at this guy. He's crazy. We would never <laughs> do that. And it's like, man, every time. And it, it's it's kind of it reminded me of when Obamacare was getting passed and Sarah Palin said that this bill has death panels in it. Right. And they said, oh, she's crazy. You would never do that. And then, of course, not long after that, there's a uh, find out. Oh, hey, yeah, there's government panels going to decide whether or not you can get treatment that's going to save your life. So. At this point, I kind of feel like anytime an idiot Republican says something outlandish about a bill that the Democrats are making, that it's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, and by the way, there was somebody defending it on, uh, on uh, Tucker Carlson. I don't know if you saw that clip or heard <laughs> yeah. that clip. So I, I saw that. Um, I think I know it's uh, Monica Klein, maybe. I, I don't know who the name was. I actually heard the clip on Dave Smith. So did I. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, but yeah, wasn't she wasn't it really defending it. Yeah, that's where I was going to go next. Yeah, because you really can't defend it. No, I mean, it, that's it, it. Was pretty. Yeah, I mean, it was exact. I mean, it, maybe it was exactly what I should have expected. But yeah, I mean, it, it was just talking points, and there was no real defense. I mean, uh, I have but, no awareness of this. Bro, what what it happened? Was brutal. You got to go YouTube it after the show. Um, Tucker Carlson, Monica Klein. So Tucker Carlson kind of runs through the scenario. Of what ha- he actually played the clip of the governor, I believe. Did he not, Carr? I think he did. Yeah. Yeah, and then said, "Like, could you comment on that?" And she said, "Like, the Republican Party wants to overturn Roe v. Wade, and men are trying to control women's bodies, and your party destroys families at the border, and like, didn't even come close to addressing anything the governor said, and stuck to that. She was strong, sticking to that." those talking points. She even brought up the uh, sexual predator Kavanaugh trying to overturn Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It was pretty incredible. Wow. It was, it was. And I mean, that kind of, that's the kind of thing that I think that there's a lot of, uh, well, I mean, there are, there are, uh, you know, libertarians that are on the other side of uh, the abortion thing is, is probably y'all. And I would say me too. Um, but uh, when the, the this was just like kind of shocking. This, then this goes into just, whoa, now you're getting into my territory here. That's like, now that's aggression on a, on an individual. <laughs> like what, what are you, what are you guys doing? And, uh, and that it's scary how I, I would never in a million years have thought that this would be even a re, uh, like a discussion within, within reason. And, uh, I, I'm, I was absolutely shocked. Well, there were a lot of people commenting on it saying that like, cause it was originally the, uh, I think it was, Someone in someone in their con- the Virginia Congress was talking was first defending it the bill and they were like oh. questioning her someone else yeah and, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the and then the governor's thing well, came she may out. have been the one who proposed I don't know the right. governor's probably talking about it on a radio show or yeah. something um, and I remember reading people's when I first saw it I was like okay whatever this is who knows what's actually going on I'm, 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 I've had enough of these short clips that make something seem what it isn't. And I saw a bunch of people, very respectable people, saying stuff like, yeah, I didn't think, I thought this was an exaggeration uh, when I first heard about it, but then I finally watched the clip and I like want to cry now because of how awful this is. Well, one thing, I remembered this um, from, this was from, I just Googled it to bring it back up because I remember reading this at the time, it was back in 2012. This was an article in the um, in the Telegraph, UK Telegraph, which was a st- it was some study done. I guess um, medical ethicists linked to Oxford University argue that killing babies is no different from abortion. And I remember seeing this because it was like big news in pro-life circles. Like, see, they're talking about killing babies. And my point was kind of like, yeah, no, that is that sounds correct to me. Like, if you're yeah. okay with killing the fetus and you should be okay with killing the baby. Um, I get the evictionism. Uh, we, we don't need to go into this. We've talked about it before. Uh, if anyone wants to talk to us about it, hit us up on Twitter. Um, but I thought, yeah, no, that sounds right to me. Like if you're willing to kill a baby, a fetus in the third trimester, then what's the difference if the baby was just born? Um, and I even remember thinking at the time, like it's a nice little exercise, but they would never actually propose that in government, would they? Yeah. Well, and here we are. Um, speaking of of abortion and 
and just killing a baby. What was the thing with, uh, was it Ben Shapiro about aborting baby Hitler? Uh, what did he say? I saw headlines about that. I don't know that story. Carter, do you know anything about that? No, I don't. I, I saw I saw a secondary stuff, but I never saw the actual original. Okay. I think what he said was that, I guess he was at the doing a pro-life thing. So it was around the pro, pro-life march. And he said that... Uh, like, would he not kill baby Hitler? I think he said he would not abort baby Hitler in it. So and Ben it made, Shapiro is anti-Semitic. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> but um, it made me think about, you know, because I didn't even know what it was. All I saw was people were tweeting and talking about killing or boarding baby Hitler. And uh, I mean, that seems like a slam dunk to people to say, yeah, yeah, Hitler was terrible. But uh, OK, I mean, would you would you? kill baby hitler and if yes would you kill toddler hitler and if yes would you kill adolescent hitler if yes would you kill teenage hitler i mean it's all functionally the same uh but where do you where do you draw the line i think it it just goes to show that uh talking about or and i i for i i don't know i didn't see the clip so i don't want to put words in and uh, Ben Shapiro's mouth, even if they are good, because I don't know what he was saying. But uh, the idea is that you don't abort baby Hitler because there's other interventions you could do that don't involve murdering uh, before he, he turns bad. And also, it just what bugs me about that conversation uh, is that it's so uh, like ignorant of how the world works that you think that like changing this one little like that was the hitler just this one guy he's in a vacuum like if he didn't, wasn't yeah. there then everything would have been great the bigger question should be would you murder woodrow wilson because he was more responsible for uh for creating the conditions right that led to the rise of nazi germany following world war one so it's just but if not Wilson, it would have probably been someone else. Right? Exactly. Exactly. And that, so that's why these, you know, these scenarios, trying to talk about them seriously are just like, it, it's silly because it doesn't, doesn't actually do anything. And I wish people, I guess that's what I'm trying, I wish people would have a, a more holistic view of problem solving. But. Yeah. Well, then. <clears throat> What's kind of interesting about the governor in Virginia is it wasn't that he actually went on the radio and talked about killing healthy babies. I mean, he said they would resuscitate them, keep them comfortable, um, or let's say they're unhealthy, whatever. He said he was going to kill the babies. That wasn't what the calls for resignation were over. It was that a picture from his yearbook 35 years ago was released. And I guess at first he said he it was a picture. I, I, I don't know how his yearbook was set up, but it looked like he had a full page. And um, there's a picture of someone in a KKK costume and someone else in blackface. Um, and initially the guy said one of them was him. And then, and then he changed his mind and denied that one of them was. His, I don't know. I'm not following it closely, but that's what got him to resign. Well, he actually he, did. he didn't. Re- no, he didn't resign. But okay. that's what got the calls for him to resign. It wasn't what he said two days earlier or a day earlier or whatever. It was that those pictures were conveniently released right when something like that happened. Um, and again, we've talked about we've talked about social issues a little bit, and we're not good at it. <laughs> well, ha- ha- did the left care about the the blackface? Because I know it was like more conservative and Republicans were the ones that initially published it and then have been using well, it as a, that's, that's how it appears. I, I don't know if that's true. Um, Cause I wouldn't be shocked if the Democrats put that out as a distraction. Uh, but whatever that gets, gets into more conspiracy talk. Um, it did come out on a right wing website. Yeah. But yeah, that, but yeah, the Democrats did get, did call for his resignation over those pictures. Oh, okay. But yeah, that I, I hadn't thought about that as using that as a canard to take, to take um, attention away from the abortion thing. 
Yeah, I mean, because that's not a winning, even even if they truly believe that, which, you know, would not shock me um, to be kind of uh, social engineers uh, getting rid of people we don't want, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't shock me if there's people who, who do believe that, but they know that's not a winning policy, at least not right, not today. Right, not so today. So you want to shut say. that down. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, the, the, from... <laughs> On that side of things, I mean, there have been entire empires built on the fact oh, that yeah. you can kill and and at least jail, uh, you know, ne'er do well, uh, undesirables or yep. or those deemed not acceptable for your particular regime, I suppose. Yeah, but not in the United States today. No, no, not a win- killing not. babies isn't really a winning strategy. Um, yeah, I just wonder how that even got through, like. Well, it passed in New York, and that's why Virginia did it. Oh, that's right. And Wait, did this actually pass somewhere? I believe in I, – I'm now – I don't follow politics closely. Yeah. I but know. I believe it passed in New York, and that's why Virginia was doing it. Or maybe it only passed like one part of the legislature in New York, but Virginia was basically copying off of New York hmm. from what I understand. But even in New York – I mean, I get New York's awful with that stuff, but how does that – like who's sitting know. there? Unless it's one of those things where they're just such evil people that they just don't even care that it was just part of like, you know, it's all the pork barrel stuff that goes in bills. And I know this isn't a pork barrel thing, but just like little things that get written in that they're just like, well, whatever. I don't really care enough about that issue. I, there's this other stuff that I want in this bill that's getting passed. I don't know. But that's how that's how I, I stupid think- stuff normally gets in. But this is this goes way yeah. above and beyond. But- one thing I, I will say, which I don't know, because like I just said, I don't really follow politics and I didn't read the bill or any part of the bill. But Dave Smith mentioned on his show that it's supposed to be done. I think the New York bill is supposed to be done only when the mother's health, whether it be physical or mental, is affected. And yeah, Dave Smith's point was like, your mental health is affected by like whose mental health isn't affected by that's, having a baby. That's or already physical. Or physical, yeah. for that matter. Yeah. Well, they already cons- they considered that a pregnancy a health condition in a lot of places. You see it written out like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's what – so if you're asking how it could get passed, I yeah. could see them doing something like that. Like, well, well, the danger of the mother, like her mental health is going to be affected. That actually makes sense because my, my brother's actually done a lot of research into a lot of abortion legislation and going in and, and really digging and see what, seeing what's going on, especially on the federal level. And that is one thing that they do all the time to sneak abortion legislation in that seems innocuous is that they say it's dependent on the mental health of the woman, which someone casually reading that would be like, would yeah, be like OK, the well, mom to go crazy. Yeah, but that literally means anything. Right. That any you can get any doctor to say, well, this she's going to have mental issues. And, and it's just so open ended that that it's that's what allows basically this, you know, running wild with with doing whatever abortions they want, and opening the floodgates for it. So yeah, um, yeah, right. It's one of those things where it's you you initially hear that, and it's like no, they're they're putting in this language so they can just do whatever they want, and oh, you're being crazy. Well, <laughs> here, here you have it. And the other thing I wanted to say too about the blackface thing, you know how little I care about that. Yeah, none. Like, part of me understands that Republicans are going nuts over it because they're pointing out the hypocrisy of the of the left. But still, yeah. I don't even care to do that I, with I this. Know. Maybe say it once, being like, oh, wow, you guys sure don't care when it's when when the shoe's really, on the other foot. high school yearbook. I mean, did anyone not do things in high school that they wouldn't do today? And they're acting like the whoever was in the Ku Klux Klan outfit with the other guy dressed in blackface, it was obviously a joke. Right. Like the guy obviously wasn't saying the Ku Klux Klan is great. Yeah. Now you may not like the joke. You might think that's an unsavory joke to make, but let's, uh, and I, I see that all the time now with people who make a joke and the people who get upset over their jokes assign that that's what those people actually think. And it's stupid. It, it's, it's absurd. It's trying so hard. These people can't actually believe. That when someone tells a joke, an obvious joke, that they actually believe it. Yeah, 
it's it's wild. They have to like force the outrage. Um, Then what else was I going to say about this? uh, Oh, oh, and this this with the uh, who's the who's the governor of New York? I forget his name. Cuomo. Yeah, Cuomo. There, I saw an article that uh, the diocese, the Catholic diocese, in in where Cuomo lives. I think they were either considering or this just this one author was said like, yeah, he should probably be excommunicated from the Catholic Church for this for this law. Um, oh, because Cu- wait, Cuomo's Catholic. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And what bothers and I'm a cat slappy and I are both Catholics. And what bothers me about uh, the church in situations like this is that, wait, this is what would cause you to finally consider excommunicating Cuomo yeah right or any other of these politicians like it's absurd that is an interesting take though like uh that's really interesting because like I mean Dave Smith brings this up a lot is that where you know where you remove religion the you know it makes a vacuum for the state to kind of come in um there that's just glossing over and there's a whole lot of you know stuff there but having uh people in office who are theoretically answerable to a higher power if the catholic church was actually on or was actually willing to step up that would keep people a little bit more in check on this stuff and uh and they won't you know i mean there's a lot of politicians that are catholic yeah and they and they love to say i'm a catholic and i blah 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 but i also believe that we should do i mean what and and for those that don't understand excommunication is not necessarily some like big ordeal it just means that you're not allowed to receive communion so um and and that's anytime you're you've you're in a state of grave sin you're not supposed to receive communion um so when you're a politician or when you're anyone who openly just uh, disregards the church's ethical teachings like abortion, like, sa- like hey, thou shalt not kill, don't murder people, and you're publicly saying, no, it's okay to murder people, that is grounds for excommunication, like regardless of who you are. The public flaunting of, of uh, uh, promoting just obvious grave sin would get you excommunicated um, because according to, you know, I think Jesus said it in the Bible. They asked him, what is the greatest sin? And the greatest sin is, well, it's a uh, blasphemy against the Holy spirit. And the other one is, uh, is leading innocent souls down the wrong path. Mm. And what do you think these politicians are doing? All the yeah. time? Every yeah, day? like literally everything they're doing. So, like, as a Catholic, this really bothers me that the church is just, just lays just, down. Just coming around. Yeah, so but they don't much. See, like, they're like, I, well, actually, I don't know. Even, I, like, I, I don't, I don't, times... I don't expect them to, you know, say that, oh, tax sit at the, at the, at the pulpit yeah. and to be saying taxation is theft and blah and that stuff. But, like, Abortion and and they're they're consistent on being against abortion, but they're not consistent about like hey, instruct the bishop should instruct his the priests in his diocese or I guess the cardinal in this case since it's he should be instructing the priests in his in the archdiocese that you refuse communion to this man. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree. And then also they should be a little bit you know on the changing subjects a little bit, but like. On the anti-war thing, I mean, I don't know how you can be anti-war. I still, I don't even understand the the whole war on drugs. I don't see yeah. how that is a Christian way to treat someone who uses a plant or a chemical or whatever. But he, I mean, okay, that, yeah, I agree. But that's you know, drugs are bad, and <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, I just, I'm just, like, I'm trying to give people the benefit know, of the doubt. I can't do it anymore, man. But man, war where you're like unnecessary, like. If not Christians, who should be the ones that are against war? I mean, just trust your politicians. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, yeah. I, so, but then to to add a little more to this story, if we can uh, go back to this governor down in Virginia, his lieutenant governor. So if he does resign, I guess the lieutenant governor takes over, and now he's accused of sexual assault at the DNC in two thousand four. So story keeps getting crazier down there in Virginia. 
Jeez. I don't even know anything about that, but all yeah, right. I just heard about it today. So I don't know what's going to go on with that. But uh, my guess is if you look at any politician, literally any of them, and probably most people, you can find something in their past that would be offensive today that wasn't back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even take me. I, I didn't always have a tractor, so. Mm. But mm. you, well, yeah. I've corrected that. Yeah, you have. All right. Uh, <laughs> this is kind of a depressing topic. Yeah. Uh, do um, you d- did you want to talk? Unless you had something else, either of you had something else yeah, to say about know. this. Super Bowl was. Yeah. Yesterday. Let's let's. Uh, I didn't. I. I had a uh, not much sleep this weekend, so I was tired last night, and uh, so once the uh, boxing matches. Yeah. Just not. Game. Yeah, just not being able to sleep one night too was great. Uh, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, I stopped watching the game, or at the fourth quarter, I went up and, and laid in bed and was watching the rest of the game on my phone, and I was in and out of sleep, and once the Patriots scored the touchdown, I was, I think I slept through most of that drive, and then I finally just turned it off and found out this morning that the uh, the Patriots did win. But Slappy, you had some things to say more about the, what about the Super Bowl was uh, noteworthy oh, that you want to talk about? First of all, if you like defense, it was a good game. I, I... There's a um, anti-defense bias in the United States against defensive players and, and defensive units in the in the NFL and really in all in all football. And when there's a good defensive game, everyone calls it boring. And so I take offense to that. Um, so I actually enjoyed the game. I enjoyed the punt. The how about the punters? They had a record punt. I mean, unbelievable putting the ball. I, I don't know if there was any touchbacks on punts. Maybe there was, but they were dropping the ball inside the 20. What a field position battle. Um, anyway, now I get it that people say it's a boring game. There wasn't much scoring. Um, I thought the commercials kind of were underwhelming too, uh, but we could talk about some of them. Uh, were there any that stuck out to you? Car, Car did you watch the game? Yeah, I did. Uh, we had some birthdays going on, uh, so we kind of ha- had like a, a, a very female-heavy birthday uh, nice. gathering. So I was not uh, necessarily getting to watch as much of the game as I wanted. Um, so uh, I don't know. I saw I saw a good bit of it, and I, I would echo your thoughts. I really enjoyed the um, the defensive battle and the, and the field position battle. I really hated that uh, early call. Um, I don't remember if they called it targeting or what the deal was on the Rams. DM. Oh, that was yeah. horrible. Yeah. Ah, oh, man, what a great defensive play. And I mean, a yeah. hard hit and, and I, I he broke up just a... hated that call. They're saying yeah, that was a shame. The explanation but... was, Oh, you need to wait for him to make it. <laughs> nah, there's yeah. No yeah. Which is no just so insane. I mean, I like what it, so, so you got to get to the your your target, and then you stand there and like make sure that he has the ball secure, and then yeah, make then, you're not allowed to break the pass up. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, we could actually go into my one commercial point that really stuck out to me. That oh, I, I had remember. one. I had one. I think I tweeted about it. Oh, I don't know. I didn't see your tweet. Oh, I, I'm sure it's the same one. If you're maybe. What? But may, maybe it is. But no. first, football is a very violent game. I mean. To, to tell someone to lay off and wait for someone to make a move, it's just not going to happen. I, I get the NFL has to do it to cover cover themselves for lawsuits in the future, whatever. They have to say they're making the game safer. It's not a safe game. Like, you have grown men running full speed at each other. Mm-hmm. It's not safe. So you're not going to – it's not going to be a safe game. It's not safe. Boxing isn't safe either. You get punched in the head. It's not yeah. – if we you're looking for a safe weekend. game, go play golf or right. – Something else. But football is not safe and boxing is not safe. And the reality is everyone who plays the game knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of brings me to, to the one thing I think is I get it that we live in this like world today with whatever the culture is. But CBS had a commercial about girl power showing girls playing football literally with grown men. I get it. I'm not fighting what the um analogy is like if you put monsters out there i wouldn't be upset that they're playing against monsters um but toyota also had an ad about this girl who was the first to play in the nfl it's like a dream kind of thing that you know if you just give girls encouragement they get stronger good messages for sure like i think one of the lines was when girls um when girls face challenges 
they'll become stronger. When, when girls get to play, they'll learn how to win. Yeah, that's all true. And girls should be um, challenging themselves and being challenged and if that's what they want to do. Um, and if they want to play football, I think, yeah, more power to you. Go get a girls' league. But it's a very angry, violent game. It's <laughs> a hard game. We also have issues with domestic violence in the world. And I teach my boys, and I was taught growing up, that you never hit a girl. You would never, ever, under any circumstance, hit a girl. And so if you have a girl in a football uniform, I mean, <laughs> what do you do? Are you teaching mm -hmm. that boy to just tee off on this girl? Like, knock her head off? Go hit her? Make her? <laughs> separate her from the football? That's, I don't think those are good lessons to teach boys. I don't think that that's, that's why I don't think girls should play violent sports with boys. I don't think it sends a good message. I don't think it's right. Um, and so that, that's what my, those were the two commercials that really stuck out to me that I was like, I don't really go for that. I mean, I get what the point of it, I get what their message was like, you know, girls should have confidence. Girls should do things like I'm all for that. But when you're teaching boys to be violent against women, I don't really, I don't really go for that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I agree. It's it's bizarre. I, I mean, while counterbalancing the fact that, like, if you want, like, I don't know. Ultimately, it's, I, I'm always kind of like, well, if you want to do it, I guess do it. But uh, yeah, but um, yeah, that was weird. I I mean, I grew up wrestling, and there were there were female wrestlers. I mean, I never I, I was in. in like 152 and 160 so never up in my weight classes but um you know they were they were definitely around um and there were some that were actually really good and i was you know i felt good about them participating and doing well uh, but i always felt a little bit weird about like my friends that would have to wrestle girls like it's just kind of a bizarre thing yeah even though it's not like a you know wrestling's i mean you could say in some sense it's a violent sport i mean it's a one-on-one -on -one combat sport but it's not like you're not knocking somebody's block off like you are in football. Like the you're, if you get injured in wrestling, it's just a, it's a soft injury from a weird twist or something like that. It's not like your impact, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But the obvious thing too, with wrestling is that you're, you're grabbing everything. <laughs> well, right. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. I mean, Ray Rice, we all saw that video. Mm -hmm. um, had that been a guy, had that been a male instead of a female, probably would have been news. Uh, but he probably I, I don't I mean, it's hard to it's hard to um, give a what counterfactual. We don't know what would have happened. Well, but if he if he teed off and punched a guy and say, say the guy was was talking to his girlfriend and he punched the guy, he probably doesn't lose his job. Oh, well, no, absolutely not. How about, he, would not he, would, he wouldn't even miss a game. I don't think. Right. Kareem Hunt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that one that one was less obvious what was going on because a lot of people were saying, oh, that girl is doing blah, blah, blah. She was being, you know, whatever she was being bad or saying whatever it doesn't matter it and, doesn't and matter it doesn't matter if she squared up and punched kareem hunt in the face because that wouldn't it would it would be like me putting a, a chip on the paint of your car if she punched him in the face so it's the same thing that if that were a dude then yeah it wouldn't have mattered because it would probably been like oh he was messing around with him and you know that's you don't i was being a jerk yeah you, know, you got what was coming to him but a woman is just physically built differently than a man. They don't have the same bone structure. Like an and average guy can manhandle most women. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think it's good. And, and my point in bringing up the um, Ray Rice and uh, you say Kareem Hunt is like those. That's really bad to hit a girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you can do serious damage. Uh, to a woman by hitting her. And I don't think we should be teaching boys from a young age that it's okay when she has a football in her hand to, to, to try to hit her so hard that she drops the ball. Um, yeah. I don't think that's good lessons to teach. And so if girls wanted to play football, like there's the, the, uh, the idea of girls running around and hitting, hitting and whatever they can, if that's what they want to do, I'm all for it. If there's a girls league, there's enough girls who want to play football, go have a full contact girls league. I think, that's fine. Like I would have no issue with that. Um, but when you put them in with boys, I just, I was a football coach. I was a football player and it's a violent, it's a violent game. It's not a nice game. You're not, you're not being nice to each other. <laughs> it's a very angry, emotional game. And, 
well, just I think of think like if, if, if you're a father with a daughter, do you, do you want your daughter going out and getting? Well, there's yeah. some people who do. I mean, there's there's it's girls trying. Weird. Yeah, yeah, they're putting their daughter. I don't think. I don't really. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine anyone who's played football wanting their daughter to play with boys. Yeah. I can't. I mean, I'm sure there's guys out there who do it, but. Yeah, it's like time to do a blocking drill. All right, send your daughter out there. Yeah. Yeah. But that, yeah, that's one, one part of it. I mean, you're putting your hands on her chest. Uh, but just the, the anger that is in a, in, when you're playing the game, it's, um, you can't hit someone and do it for fun. You know, you're going full speed. You got emotion behind it. It's a, it's a real thing. And, uh, so that's my that was my big point. There was because there was two commercials. CBS did one, and um, Toyota had one, yeah. both about girls playing with with guys. And of course, you know, we even I'm in some softball leagues that are co-ed, and that that's that's different. That's different. Oh yeah. But like even, yeah. there's situations where, and and because a lot of the and and they're they're not good leagues, so it's it's there's a lot of people that just don't know what they're doing, which is fine. Um. But they put themselves in the wrong spot. So when you're like running the bases, when you kind of know what you're doing to run the bases, you don't have to like always look directly in front of you. You're looking in the outfield, seeing where the ball is. Mm-hmm. And so there's there's people that yeah. will just like stand in the trolley tracks on you and because um, you just don't know any better. And if it's a guy, right. not that I'm trying to run over a guy in a co-ed softball league, but if it's a guy, it's a guy. And it's like, all right, well, get out of the way, idiot. With the, with the, <laughs> well, the I've almost I see there, Rallo, is like like I don't I don't think I mean I played in a basketball league, um, which was a pretty good league, and there were some pretty good girls who played. And there's contact in basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going up for rebounds, you're jumping, you're running, but it's not like it's not. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. You're, I'm, not, you're not trying to hurt right. the other person. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about that point. Yeah, I'm just making the point. What I'm saying is that there's there's been times where I'm running and I turn around, I look in front of me and there's just a girl just not knowing what's going on and standing six feet in front of where I'm about to be. And I've almost like broken my neck into to into a fence trying not to run a hundred ten pound girl over. Yeah. And it's like if it were a guy. Not that I would be like. Yeah, well, I'm just going to deck him, but I, I wouldn't try as hard to get out of the way. Certainly, right. yeah, yeah, because there's like there's that it's it's instinctual that like hey, that's you don't do that, or if it's not instinctual, it should be it should be programmed into you. It's not okay to just For sure. Just, and that's then again, that's like back to the original point is I don't think we should teach boys that it's okay to hit a girl. Yep. So. Um, that was it that I really had. There, I mean, there's a couple other commercials. I know. I don't know. I don't know what you do for a living, Rallo, but there was a Bud Light commercial or a Budweiser commercial about wind energy. I, I missed that. I saw I the other one I saw was with the, I thought the corn syrup commercial was pretty funny. I don't remember that one. They got this big vat of uh corn syrup delivered to the castle. And uh, so like the, the Bud Light guys. Yeah. And so like they're, Telling the king, it's like, hey, we got all this. He's like, corn syrup. Because they've been doing that campaign where they're going to put the, the ingredients on there. Yeah, on the side of and the can. And the yeah. king says, like, corn syrup. We don't put corn syrup in our beers. And uh, so it's like, oh, that must be uh, at the Miller Light Castle. Oh. So they, they wheel wheeled over to the Miller Light Castle and they go, we think we got your corn syrup by mistake. And the king goes, oh, no, that's not ours. Because we got our big shipment in this morning. And there was like, oh, it must be the, uh, what's the other, oh, it must be the Coors Light beer for that. So they go over the Coors Light castle and um, they say like, yeah, it's kind of, uh, yeah, that, that's ours or something. And then at the end, as the commercial's ending, it goes, to be clear, we put corn syrup in our beer. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, and then Miller Lite actually came back tweeting this morning being like, well, ours still has uh, more taste and less calories than yours, so screw that. Yeah, yeah so fucking roast it. We'll take yeah. our corn syrup. Right. <laughs> but it was just, um, like, I don't care. Like, it, it's I, I'm not drinking light beers anyway like that, but uh, I just thought it was a funny commercial. Pretty clever. So I, I, like, I, like, I like goofy, funny commercials like that. Um, I, have, I have a commercial I want to talk about, but Carr, did you have one? 
Uh, I had, and it may be the same one that you want to talk about, but the the Washington Post, Democracy oh, Dies yeah. in Darkness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I have something else. That was else. one on my list, actually. So, Carr, tell us about that one. I don't think I, I saw I, that one. I should have gone one. back and actually like watched it before this episode. I didn't know. I, I, and I should have been we talking about well, the Super Bowl. But, uh, man, I it, wish you prepared better. Yeah, I know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was like a... I think it was like this dramatic. I think it was for the Washington Post. This, it was like, yeah. yeah, just like dramatic commercial, uh, showing like showing like or, I don't know, wanting like participation in government and blah blah blah, and then it like goes black and it just says democracy dies in darkness or something like that. And it was just like I was like looking around the room again. I was like, you know, with a, a bunch of girls, so like they were you know paying attention to a birthday, and I was the only one watching TV really. And I'm like looking around, like what the fuck is this? You know, none of them are libertarians. You know, I'm just like right. looking for somebody to to <laughs> freak out with. Yeah, I watched that in silence as well. Huh? I talking about journalism and how the you know journalists are under attack and um, basically telling us how great jur- the journalists uh, are. I love I love all these journalists. So these blue check marks on Twitter c- complaining about like especially after the uh, the Covington High School thing, complaining about how they're getting treated and oh yeah, it's it's like it's it's just want to laugh in their faces because like man, you are so high up on an ivory tower and so out of touch that you just like you people are the worst. There's some good ones out there, of course, but man, so many of you are just brutal. Um, what is speaking of journalists getting upset? The learn to code thing. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what that's about. I don't know like, who people are upset about it because I guess a journalist got fired, so people would say like, "Learn to code." Yeah, and now that's like, oh cons- well, that all stemmed from the BuzzFeed thing, right? Oh, uh, I don't even, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. What was the BuzzFeed right? thing? Oh, from the, the the Trump thing or whatever. Didn't they like completely botch something and everybody called them out? And, mm-hmm. Oh, they were like faking a. I don't even. God, I don't pay attention to the news. Uh, yeah, they screwed something up with about Donald Trump and someone under investigation or something. Well, I think that, yeah, I think they outright got caught fabricating stuff. Oh, really? I think that was the deal. Like, they like they basically got caught really, really, really fucking up some, some journalistic ethics. And, uh, and uh, uh, I, I, I guess a bunch of them got laid off or okay. something. And, uh, well, and then people were telling them. It's funny that's less forgivable than making up that there's a uh, weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. Yeah. And right. having a I war. Mean, yeah. Yeah. A never ending war over it. But yeah. Okay. So people said they'll learn to code. That's funny. Like, but it is true. I am learning to code right now and it actually has made, it's, it's made me view the world a little bit differently and not dramatically, but like there's software is all around us. Yeah. And, uh, it's kind of neat to be able to be like, I don't know how to do that specifically, but I can picture in my head kind of loosely how that works. And it's neat. Need to be able to uh, think that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of productive jobs out there and there's a lot of unproductive jobs out there. And eventually, uh, eventually the, the, the market will uh, inform actors uh, as to whether they are necessary or unnecessary and right now it does appear that there are uh, an unnecessary number of uh, phony propagandists yes yeah. well especially the government just does their job for them so why do they yeah, actually right. need so many of them yeah so so i had a commercial but it's not so much the commercial that i want to talk about it was someone's the Backstreet boys they're back all right yeah they are they? the Doritos commercials. Is that what you're talking about? No, I didn't even see that. Ah. Man, I must have just like I've zoned out during BSP. every commercial because I, I missed so many of these. But I didn't even actually see this one. I saw it today that people were upset about it. Vegans were upset about it. But it was the Hyundai commercial. Did you see that? The elevator? Yeah. Yeah. I went no. and watched that t- this morning and I thought it was... Car, did you see that one? No, I don't think so. Okay, so... These people uh, go to this elevator. It was Michael Bateman, right? Was the, yeah. the elevator attendant? And yep. they say like, oh, hey, we're going to go. We're here to buy a car. And he goes, oh, man, you're all the way on the bottom floor, near the bottom. 
So they go down all the way down to the bottom floor, and it's like uh, I forget what what the the thing uh, lit up to say was the very bottom floor, but it was something like really miserable. And they go to the next one, and it says like jury duty, and it opens up, and they like push the girl out, and she's uh, you know has to sit there. Um, there was a no, I forget oh, now. I forget oh, most. that one actually just to throw this in, which I get as a joke, but. Um, they were like, remember, he, Jason, Jason ba- whatever his name is, says. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, innocent until proven. Innocent until proven guilty. And then they see the defendant. They go, oh, he's guilty. We all know it. Yeah. Yeah. I, d- I did think of you when I saw that. Yeah. But yeah. but there were other. Uh, I think one was like maybe like the DMV sitting in the DMV. I don't think it was that. Maybe one was like sitting on a tarmac or something. Yeah. Uh, and then they go. Well, middle, it was middle seat of the airplane. Right? Oh, yeah. Middle yeah. seat of the airplane. They show like someone. Like carrying on, listening to music. Another one person on the other side is coughing and everything. And then they go up to uh, the next floor and it's this vegan dinner party. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, this is, and it shows this woman holding this platter like, this is a beet loaf. (laughs) And they they push the person out there and they go up to the next floor and it's like, oh, buying a car. And it shows this like used car salesman lot. And they're like, they pull up their phone like, no, we use the Hyundai buy car app or something is oh you go all the way up to the top then uh so i thought it was it was like it was pretty funny pretty good commercial and uh of course the vegans got upset because you know how dare people make fun of them and specifically uh pita uh commented on this so what did pita say in the so hyundai uh tweeted this commercial out Actually, it's it's playing now. Oh, root canal is the bottom floor, <laughs> and then jury duty, and then middle seat. Okay, I think the next one's vegan dinner party. But uh, so I I watched this commercial this morning on Twitter and see this, and then scroll down, and the first comment is is from Peta, and it says, "In case you missed it." The trend of 2019 is taking the elevator up to vegan dinner parties and an earth, heart, and animal-friendly lifestyle. Instead of buying a car from people with outdated ideas, we suggest a vegan smart car by Mercedes. Great mileage and acceleration turns on a dime. And this coupled with the... uh, Did you see their tweet maybe a week ago where they uh, they were at somewhere and they, they... had a, a a dog grilling a dog. Uh, I posted think I a picture of something it. about that. I it, saw that, and it was a fake dog, obviously. But like, it made everyone be like, "Oh, okay, I, I get your message. This is pretty grotesque," and it was just like stupid. Um, but they're really going to suggest because Hyundai is a uh, is a like more of a practical brand of cars it's they're they're pretty uh nicely priced for basically anyone yeah can buy a car yeah and and they're as far as i know good cars but paid is so out of touch that they recommend the vegan smart car by mercedes oh i'm sure that's that's i don't know i don't know what makes it vegan i guess maybe like how they source material and that it's uh i guess it's it's probably electric which I guess, I guess no. If you buy a, a the vegan smart car by Mercedes, you probably yeah. sign a contract that says I will not use electricity generated from a uh, a coal fired power plant or a uh, natural gas fired power plant or or any any sort of fossil fuel thing. But just like if you're trying to be accessible to people. It's like, oh yeah, you should. It's sort of this. You should go out and buy a Mercedes. And so well, between that and the uh, and the grilling the dog thing, and also like I was I was scrolling through their Twitter feed to try to find this tweet because it it was just posted. Oh, actually, this was from the other. Oh wow, Hyundai uh, tweeted that commercial January thirtieth. But uh, so it was a few days back. I was looking for it, but. They had about they they had like a hundred tweets in a row that were the same thing, all replying to different people with like this link about I don't even know what it was, but 
they're just like they are the the greatest parody of themselves. <laughs> they, yeah, they really are. It's I'm gonna actually I'm gonna do it right now. Let it be known that Rollo McFlugel has just followed the PETA Twitter account. There you go. Because it is the most entertaining thing that that I think is out there. I mean, it's incredible. Like, how do you not laugh at the stuff that they that they they put out? Like, I, I wonder who is responsible for their social media and their and their public relations. Be like, yeah, this is what's going to win people over: a picture of a grilling a dog, and then you should buy a Mercedes if you want to if you want to be a good person. Well, I'm sure Mercedes, like. Yeah, I don't know. Also, what's stupid about that too is that oh, like, how vegan is it to buy a product that uh, like that's the one car that's that they consider vegan, whereas like none of the other, other cars all wrong on gasoline or D or whatever they on fossil fuels yeah. and everything. What makes it a smart car? Is it that it's electric? I don't know, because isn't smart car actually like a? Uh, oh, it's a brand. Yeah. Uh, actually, Mercedes let me. Makes it. We oh, have... I think actually Mercedes makes it. Oh, uh, really? Is that what they're saying? Uh, maybe maybe I should delete all this if it's because this is the smart car pretty cheap. <laughs> I don't know. Mercedes. Uh, I don't think I'd fit in one. I see a picture of it. Oh yeah, they're tiny. I think I think uh, it may be owned by uh, Mercedes. Oh, it's a parent. Okay. Which yeah, Mercedes yeah, I mean... is the parent company, which is silly because you could. Well, that just okay. Um, uh, you know, I'm gonna backpedal and still make myself correct in this, since it's the parent company. Like, that's not like there's a lot of, uh, like uh, was it BMW owns owns a uh, a more practical car brand. I forget what it is, but you wouldn't you wouldn't refer to it as the uh, the BMW blah 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 car. Like, let's say it's uh, I don't know. Let's just say Hyundai, for example. If if BMW owned Hyundai, you'd be like, "Oh, you should buy the uh, the BMW Elantra." Like BMW that, that Mini. Uh they. Mini I think so. But that would not make some. That would make someone be like, "Man, I can't afford a BMW." So it's just stupid marketing. So wait, what is a? Uh, maybe I will be correct. See how much these cost. Ugh. The electric, uh, this is as of uh, May 2017, the electric drive cabrio starts at $28,000. So it's not exactly... Uh, it's not a cheap car. No. It's not a... You could buy a lot of car for $28,000. Yeah. Oh, Okay. I'm clicking on, uh, I'm going on PETA's website right now. Update. You can get a leather-free Mercedes Worldwide. I thought. It's 100% leather-free. The Smart 4.2 is 100% leather-free. Is that Mercedes-only leather-free car? I don't know. Uh... But following appeals from PETA pointing out that leather is a poor choice for a purportedly earth-friendly car, the company has confirmed that the base model for the all-new manual transmission Smart 4.2, anticipated in the fourth quarter of 2015, will be 100% leather-free. So that's what they're basing whether or not the car is vegan on? Vegan? Whether, I, guess, I mean, whether or not there's vegan leather? means it doesn't use animal products, right? I guess. I would not. I'd trust Peter to know what vegan is. Yeah. But I wouldn't think. <laughs> but I, I wouldn't want to. There's try a lot it. that I goes into. Beatloaf. There's a lot that goes into the uh, the manufacturing of a car. To say that because it doesn't use leather products that it's that we consider it vegan is. Uh, mm. yeah. yeah, maybe that's a little bit much. That's a little bit of a stretch. 
But hey, that's why I love I love uh, Peta so much because they don't care about uh, whether or not what they're saying is uh, going to be a stretch. Have we considered the fact that they're controlled opposition? We should. I mean, they're just so extreme. You got to wonder. Off like, the wall. They could be, but um, like if there was if there was a group that extreme on the right side, you. I would immediately be thinking it. I just don't often uh-huh. think about it on the left because the right doesn't feel, it doesn't seem like the right is nearly as competent at pulling that shit off. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the, the right also just isn't good at being lunatics as much. Yeah. They're like, it's funny that they're like almost, they're way too apologetic. Well, when they try to be lunatics, it doesn't go well. No. Cause they can't, anytime every, anyone like gets in their face about it, they, they all back off. Yeah. Right. Crazy leftists are the opposite. Mm-hmm. They don't care. That's yeah, true. Like what we were talking about earlier with that woman on Tucker Carlson. Like, you couldn't pull that off if you were a right winger. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's it, they do. They're just so insane that you. It, I mean, I realize that level of insanity exists naturally in this world, but I don't know. Anytime you you see it as a as a kind of government associated i i mean i, I guess they're a non i have no idea how they're structured but it always feels like they're very political um you i i guess maybe we should wonder a little bit but uh maybe they're just organic maniacs yeah oh i like what you did there <laughs> but that that brings that reminds me of something I've, I've been seeing that uh some vegans out there are now saying that uh Animals, you shouldn't be able to have uh, animals that perform labor because they have not consented to be uh, work animals. Mm-hmm. And people were saying, you know, oh, this is this is insanity that they would even think this. This doesn't make any sense. Like, actually, they are following through with their logic. If they're saying that we should treat animals and humans on kind of the same moral plane, then absolutely that you should not use animals as slaves. And I, I want... I want these people to continue to follow through on their logic because that would also mean that you shouldn't keep animals as pets either. Because you can't keep humans as pets. And also you should intervene when a wolf is chasing after a rabbit or something. You should intervene and and prevent that wolf from getting that rabbit. Because you would if you see someone a human trying to kill another human, you would intervene against for that. So why wouldn't you intervene with, uh, you know, animals in the wild trying to kill each other? If they're on the same moral plane. I mean, let's t- let's take this stuff to th- to its logical conclusion. Go for it and get as crazy as you can possibly be, because that's what that's one of the things is. And, and to bring this back in the uh, to what we were talking about in the beginning with the abortion thing, a lot of this stuff doesn't just happen out of nowhere. That all of a sudden we're going to go from zero to a hundred. It's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, you, how do you boil a frog alive? You whatever, What's that saying? Yeah. It, how you boil a frog? Yes, the, very slowly. Yep. That's what they have to do. So if they go, they can't ever win or gain ground if they go from, you know, zero to a thousand miles an hour. So let's push them to do that. I like that you talk about boiling frogs and pita. No, <laughs> I didn't even realize I did that. <laughs> Sorry, I'll make it more uh, uh, pita friendly. Uh, boiling uh, newborn infants would make them go. more would make them more comfortable. <laughs> you, would, yeah, wow, okay. Why are you saying peta? <laughs> is it is it peta? I think so. Uh, yeah, that's what I call it. Uh, I kind of want to mispronounce it on purpose, though. Okay, hey, as long as you know, as long as you... people eating tasty animals. <laughs> I just like the. Uh... I like the quick question there, Carr. You're always good for that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm pretty pretty bullish on uh, PETA. So go out and buy, buy, buy PETA. Start tweeting at them. Because they do. They 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 have an unbelievable uh, inability to not let things go. So I think they're, they're pretty uh, quick to respond. Not quick, but they're more willing than they're most. They're on their game. They're good. They find things that I would never think. It's amazing. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, they have a million followers. Crazy. Now yeah, a million and one. 
Yeah, I just followed. Uh, <laughs> I love their their little description for Twitter. Breaking animal news. <laughs> I think uh, there's your free market success story that that they even exist because if we were struggling to get by, no one would care about saving animals. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine there was too many um, animal rights activists in ancient Rome. That's or true. Even just 200 years ago. Man, look maybe at there was, but I don't know. Look at us transitioning and tying things together. I do like that as a free market success story. We are so wealthy in the Western that world. PETA exists. PETA. PETA exists. Yes, thank you. That we can we can worry about uh, having an animal news service. <laughs> it's true. So, man, thank you, capitalism. Thank you, all the meat-filled capitalists that have. Uh, because I wonder we if they would acknowledge they wouldn't acknowledge. Show. We did. And that was a very good um was I, a while ago. Yeah. That was a good episode. Yeah. Was a good uh, discussion. Jordan Moranovich. Yeah. Yeah, that was like that was like an episode in probably in the teens. Yeah. No, but he was good. I mean, he was good because he was he wasn't crazy about it. He understood uh the other side and um like I said, I wasn't wasn't crazy about it. So I haven't heard from him in a while. Yeah, neither have I. So anyway. What else you got? What's going on over at the Friends Against Government? Man. Big stuff. Big stuff. Uh we're we're coming up on a, a year. Uh, I know that we're following and uh, or we're standing on the shoulders of giants. Uh, y'all have crossed that that uh precipice long ago but we're Twice. coming up on a year in early march so we're thinking about kind of bringing a little bit more content bird and i've been talking about doing so obviously we're going to continue to do our friends against government episodes coming out on wednesdays but doing a little bit more solo work um so that i can focus on like bitcoin and agorism and bird can do more of like the philosophy and uh political theater and the you know the stuff that he's that you know we're a little bit different um in terms of our interests so we're talking about that we haven't really decided yet but uh mm. i think we got big stuff coming so uh, you'll have to stay tuned hey man a year is no small feat well, i appreciate it man it's yeah not, it's really like not easy to do to be consistent to get out there record all the time yeah man yeah it's it's uh i've, I've been actually shocked by us and impressed by you know i i didn't we've we basically we've had an episode out at noon on wednesday every day since we started and then plus some bonus ones so it's it's been uh correct you know testament to bird really because he does the the audio editing and and all that stuff so uh you know it's it's way more on him than it is on me but uh uh yeah man it feels good feels good to have been around for a year yeah, like I said, so oh. that is that is a nice feat. Most people don't get what past five or something. Yeah, I think I, I remember hearing something on like I think it was Michael Malice who was talking about it, but I think the average podcast has you know it, it peaks at like seven episodes or something <laughs> like that. So yeah, um, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. You got to really, it's got to be a priority. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. I think I think doing the co-host thing helps because you have the accountability accountability yeah. buddy built in to it. Yep. Where it's yeah. like we're the same way. Like every month we've done this, there's been I think only one time one of us couldn't make I mean, there's been times where we pre record, but we get the episode out, but there's been only one time where there was like a Monday night and we didn't make plans beforehand that um one of us couldn't make it. And I still don't think it was a good excuse no, by it Slappy. Wasn't. It wasn't. Missed yeah, it. and y'all I mean y'all's is the way you guys do it is even more impressive because you guys record and release on Monday night. Like we we Bird and I basically at a bare minimum just have to find an hour free in seven days. Do you know um, do you know what the trick to doing that is? What's that? You just don't edit anything. You know, well, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. Which which it showed last week that uh the audio quality uh for Slappy was not good and that was totally my fault, but yeah. That's kind of the, half the episode people don't care about, though. So, oh. hey, yo. <laughs> but no, it's it's it is. I mean, you know, like 
and y'all y'all how many episodes do you guys have? i mean you, you, i remember we were doing y'all's 100th over in like july so you guys are probably at what like 140 this is 130 okay yeah i mean that's that's crazy it's just a lot and uh and uh even though it's not you know it's not like a full-time job or anything like that uh, i think a lot of people don't realize how much that really goes into it uh even even if it's not dedicated time planning like time texting back and forth and bouncing right. ideas and thinking about it and stuff like that it, it, you know it is it is it takes some time so uh, it's cool to see people consistently sticking with it and putting out good content which uh y'all do yeah so thank you yeah. It's fun. We like we like to have a, you know we we get on and just kind of record a conversation is what we try to do. So I we're wrapping up and I'm just upset that because I thought of the greatest insult for you, Car, <laughs> and I had like a, a a way to set it up that was perfect that was just no way for you to defend against it. And I completely forget what it was. So oh, hopefully, get, ho- hopefully well, then, I'll remember. That was it? actually my defense. Rollo yeah. was was it was uh, it was telekinesis, um, <laughs> and so you yeah. thought that you could not defend it against it, and I just came in and erased it from your memory. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yep. That was all. That was my, my childhood listening to Coast yeah. to Coast came in handy for this one moment. I was so ex- it's disappointed. I was so excited about it too because it was perfect. Was it Ligma? <laughs> It was not Ligma. There's only one person here that that falls for that. And his name's not Car or Slappy. No. Just casual bird Ligma <laughs> roast in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> I, I took that one on the chin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was, a, that was a tough scene. <laughs> oh, shit. That's good. That's good stuff. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, I uh, I forget everything I wanted to say. I got the I got my two insults in the beginning. I remember those. Yeah, a couple jabs. Yeah, but I had those two jabs and then just land softly. Just, just yeah, but they were setups because I had I had the straight right cross just it was coming at me. Yeah, yeah. But you missed. No, you I didn't miss. It. I just forgot it. Throw just it. Never throw just... it. I forgot. I forgot how to punch with my right hand. There you go. All right, well, uh, show notes page again is mcfluga.com slash 130. We'll uh, link to uh, car, where to find car. Yeah, car, tell people where to find you. Uh, you can find our podcast, me and Bird. His handle's Birdarchist on Twitter. Uh, we do the Friends Against Government podcast. Um, and as you heard from the conversation, we're coming up on about a year. And we're pretty excited about it. So swing on by and, and, and check us out. I'm at Car Campit on Twitter. And that's it. All right. Awesome. We'll link to that. And uh, friends against the website for the podcast <laughs> on there, too. And uh, also check out uh, LibertyMugs.com where you'll find links to uh, buy Liberty Mugs. So if you want to support this show, go there and, and buy mugs. So with that, we will catch you next week. Hey, fresh cheese bags. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for having me on. Bye, guys. Peace.